well, uh, welcome everyone. Uh, this is a new episode for the podcast we are working on Avis. Um, this week uh, we're going to have uh, the podcast will be in English uh, because we have a special guest uh, uh, all the way from the Middle East part of the world, <laughs> kind of. Uh, we we're gonna hear about the the different applications and this person is developing. His name is for Chichi Gassin. Uh, welcome, uh, uh, Gassin. To, uh, it's really really a pleasure uh, for us that uh, we're gonna hear you. We're gonna listen to you, to your experience. So, uh, tell us a little bit about you and um, and welcome. Nice to talk to you. Okay. Uh, hi, Samuel. Thanks you for having me. Uh, actually, the pleasure is totally mine. Well, a small introduction. I'm an electrical engineer, basically. And right now, I'm 30 years old. I'm originally from Tunisia. I studied there. Also, I studied in France. I worked in Tunisia and worked in France. And uh, long story short, uh, I was like... Uh, really fond of working uh, on the BIM and also I was a programmer by nature. It's actually my family coming from my family. They're all uh, programmers. So I wanted to include this with the BIM and that's what led me here to uh, develop some uh, programs and applications for Revit. Nice. Uh, so So you studied in Tunisia when you started your 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 career, and that yeah. you already knew programming before you start your career, or it was like at the same time when you still like getting involved with it. Well, it was a hobby at first, but in Tunisia, all uh, engineering uh, specialties are uh, are like with pro programming is uh, automatically assigned to everyone there. Even if you're learning about art, you have to learn programming also. Yeah, that's really nice. That's yeah. Really nice. So, which language do you program at the moment? Right now, it's in major, majorly in C sharp. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I used to program in Python, C plus plus. Yeah, that's and classical C. <laughs> classical C. Yeah. Yeah, back in the days. That's yeah. good. That's good. So, so where where did you study, uh, Gassin? Where in Tunisia? What's what's the name of the university you went? Well, it's the how I say it because we, there we have like the French language as a second language, not the English, but it's the International School of Engineering of Tunisia. Okay, the, uh, you can consider it as the best uh, engineering school in Tunisia. And 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 there in this university you still like learning programming or just with your family or yeah yeah there, there I was like learning uh, I was like studying electrical engineering and it was uh, learning the software and the hardware of everything electronics and also it was uh, it had it has to be accompanied with the software side so learning. The software uh, implied learning all programming languages from the assembly till the C. Okay, that's really good. Did you yeah. do, do you miss this these days when you were like just learning programming? 
Like, well, it, it was, <laughs> but I don't miss it. Like, uh, uh, you cannot say that I miss it, but it's uh, still like good days to be remembered. Nice. Because nice. it was a lot of uh, hard work and uh, stress and everything. Yeah, hard work yeah. is always like a, one of those things that, uh, I guess programming, you get passionate about it, you know, it's, yeah, you still like pursue it and uh, you start to see yeah. the, the, the capacity it has. Mm-hmm. And uh, those who we kind of like really enjoy this, um, this process, uh, we are always looking to learn more or even to share with people the experience that we are doing, like the things that we are doing. Because it's like, um, I think like a, this programming language is kind of like a, when you have like music or you have like a different language in your head that you just yeah. want to kind of like use it and share it with someone else and talk about it with, uh, with people. So I think, it's, I think it's really, really cool that uh, you had the, this, this opportunity. And, uh, and on what, what made you like keep going like, uh, and you, let's put it this way, what, what made you like think that you could use it in your life? Uh, uh, what was the thing that uh, kind of like sparks in your head and makes you think about it? Like uh, you just really wanted yeah, I, to learn? Actually, actually, this is a very good question. Well, uh, when I finalized my studies, I had a lot of knowledge when it comes to programming. Okay. So when I started my professional life, I got into construction like from the first day. And my first like uh, impression was uh, this field needs to be upgraded. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. This is like my first impression. First day using AutoCAD. What is this? It's like. <laughs> so I was like implicitly was looking for some uh, some way to include programming all that knowledge into this field yeah and actually one of my mentors told me that if you know programming we have uh, we are struggling with some with some stuff if you can solve it it would be like a great great achievement <laughs> and that's how it started actually and you went for that first problem and solve it yeah, yeah. It actually took like three years. <laughs> Whoa, nice. Yeah. nice. It took three years. Then we met me and him and told them, you remember when you told me, he said, yes. <laughs> I have a little application that could help us. He said, let's go and uh, make our own business. <laughs> a little application of three years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah because I... I was like, I, because I was like, working dealing with life and in the same way like was like programming no yeah i understand but uh is 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 programming is something that uh is it doesn't really have an end you know you can always develop more and more and more like you can just keep going once you looking for a result but um i really like this this thing that you mentioned that uh, uh the field has to change you know like yeah uh, i totally agree that uh when we are doing construction, when we are working on architecture or any kind of engineering, we kind of like, uh, well, people still use the techniques and the the workflow that they used to use like 50 years ago, you know? They, they, they only put like a couple of machines to it. But uh, 
it's just like nowadays, I think like, I will say that for the last five years that we are starting to see people coming with new ideas, with new applications, uh, like thinking like, you know, this is, this is just like uh, not working. We don't really like this process. This is really annoying. This is so tiring just to get like a result that uh, in our heads, we know that uh, should be easier, should be faster. And, um, and I think that's, that's something that uh, it's really important when you learn coding and when you learn programming that you have to be capable to start like playing on changing the paradigm, you know, and yeah, changing the, the perspective of everyone that uh, is working with this. Uh, so this, this comes with like another question. What, what makes you realize that uh, this work wasn't just like out of the day, you know, like what makes you understand that you want to upgrade stuff? What's, what is this feeling coming from? Like where, where is this feeling coming from? Sorry. Yeah, actually, uh... It was asking for it, and by it I mean uh, when you when you look at Revit, for example, you see you see you have everything. You have three D model. You have the coordinates. Once you uh, you can get the coordinates of each point, a whole new uh, world will open. Yeah. And also with resource, uh, it's an open source. Sorry, you can develop whatever you want. So it was asking for. It. You have all the tools. I don't know why no one tried to develop anything. Yeah. Because there were a lot of problems already present and everybody are uh, facing a lot of difficulties. But solving these difficulties is really, is not out of reach. It's, it's there and it's asking for it. So I said to myself, why not? Let's try it. Maybe it will... It will work. Maybe it will work. Yeah, maybe it will work. But for uh, somehow it it worked. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I believe that is is uh like going going and pursuing this is kind of like uh go to the wall, you know, go and try to destroy walls, like uh, putting down down a lot of uh, people that is thinking a different concept, and I think that's also like a, a really difficult part of our job, you know that. We don't only need to learn how to program, but we have to be capable to express and to talk and transmit the idea of how we want to change the the wall of the construction. You know, because there's yeah. there's a lot of information out there, and um, there's like a lot of free source and, and open source, like you you were mentioning. But uh, I, I guess you can kind of agree with me that uh, this open source doesn't always uh, comes with a manual uh, or they don't exactly. always teach you how to use it, you know. Yeah, that, that's that's where, where you uh, you spend your effort uh, actually yeah. uh, to to learn how and you. It's like a self-learning uh, process. Yes, definitely. But uh, yeah. by now, by now, some I don't, I mean in the construction field is uh, is dominated by old school. I'm not going to say old school guys, but old school mentalities. Okay. Okay, yeah, when yeah. you you tell them you it's Revit, you say they will tell you, give me some quantities or whatever they're asking for, and they think it's like a click away. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how how they imagine, like. But actually, it should be that way, because <laughs> yeah. nowadays, nowadays we have reached like some technological advancement in every field, 
But yeah. when you see the construction field, something is wrong. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> totally wrong. Yeah. You cannot like the simplest tasks done like easily. We're struggling with everything. I think I think one of the one of the main issues is that uh, what we are trying to do here is like a, it's like a mix between creative process, you know, because at the end of the day, construction has like design on it. So yeah. design is like a, a fully creative part of our brain. But um, but uh, when people is trying to to make automation from something that, that is a creative process, they tend to like um, it, it tends to be difficult. You know, it's way easier to to auto, to make the automation of a task that is something repetitive rather than yeah. than something uh, that is creative. I think it's like in a way it's the same with music, the same with painting and with paint and any other kind of art. But uh, to the thanks to the technology that we have now, I think we start starting to see this kind of like a revolution where we want to make automation of creative process. And uh, when we are when we achieve the automation of a of a task that is related to a creative process, it's really really difficult to be honest. It doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's not as easy as it looks like. I I agree with you. But we are looking to go and be able to just do it with one click, you know, because uh, we we kind of like understand that there's like a whole new wall of possibilities when you use technology to achieve yeah. the same results like way faster, you know. Definitely, yes. Definitely. Yeah, actually, it should be that way because from a client point of view or cons uh, contractor point of view, you're a BIM consultant or uh, you're like a 3D guy or coordinator or manager or whatever, you, you, should, you should be able to satisfy his needs like uh, ASAP. You, you, don't, you don't need to, uh, uh, to explain to him why this task is taking so long. Actually, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not your uh, job to do that. And uh, his right is to get whatever he asks for like in the shortest time lapse. That's it. Yeah. But, uh, nowadays, it's not feasible. Simply, okay. this modification or, or uh, I don't know, amendment will take time, will take effort, and uh, that will impact everything. Yeah, yeah. That cost and time and uh, the constructability of everything. Uh, actually, uh, th this is what I am aiming for, to automate these tasks and how to automate it. You have to be like uh, experienced in these the domains, in this field. I mean, construction, you know what the construction needs. So you have to work with them. You have to know or to uh, expect their needs, their needs before they ask for it. And that's what it makes the process like um, easier for everyone. And yeah. for example, the, uh, the big impact of, uh, of BIM now is the coordination. Yeah. Used to be hell coordinating in 2D and specifically like large pro scale projects and uh, congested projects. Yeah. Now it's like, I would say it's 80 to 90% solved. But right now we're facing new problems. Procurement yeah. problems, quantification problems. Waste problems, planification problems. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. 
No, no, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, uh, all of these problems now, we have to deal with it. And they have dealt with some, actually. That's why I'm trying uh, to, to anticipate some, to anticipate it somehow. But uh, to solve it fully, I don't think so right now. But yeah, anticipate. Yeah, the, it's it's gonna come with it with the time, I guess. Like, uh, just like just like you you saying, like I I agree that the problems right now that we have in the industry uh, is not that that much related with the applications that we have, because we have more applications now that we have like you like a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, and I think that this 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 point that you just mentioned, like the planification and the strategy that you have to do, is where we have the problems. You know. Because yeah. uh, I think there's a lot of uh, lack of experience and lack of strategy when it comes when uh, with BIM, you know, especially yeah. because people uh, or like the main idea of BIM when they sell it is like okay, it's like the like a, a method that is going to solve all your construction like problems. Which yes, I agree that it should put, supposed to solve all the parts and put everyone together, but uh, but we when you don't have the strategy or you don't have the proper planification for it and for the, it just comes with a lot of coordination problems as well you know yes, coordination problems. actually handling there, there is no like nowadays i cannot see uh, say that we fully we are fully experts in the bim field or the, there is no experts in the BIM field everybody it's are learning there. <laughs> yeah yeah, everybody, everybody are learning actually. There, there is a lot of yeah. strategies, a lot of like uh, concepts, uh, a lot of standards, and if that prove, uh, proves something, it proves that uh, we don't have like a common knowledge yeah. in this. So everybody, <clears throat> sorry, are coming up with their own strategy. So the idea here is like uh, to make a better theory. And to remove the separation between uh, the design and the construction, between because it's in BIM, in the modeling and the coordination, it's like you're constructing in 3D. You're facing the same problem that they're facing outside. Yeah. So it's like uh, vice versa. Everything is uh, is uh, like everything that you face on the 3D uh, model, they're going to face. And yeah. you should reflect what is exactly there to solve the real problems that they're going to face. Yeah, that's. I think. And I think that's where where the strategy should come, like uh, well well structured since the beginning of the project. Was because uh, there's a lot of differences between the projects. You know, like it's not the same when you're working in a hospital or you're working on a stadium or you're working on a building. So there's many things that are changing, you know. And normally, like, uh, we have to start like looking at. Uh, uh, I think there's still a big gap between designers and 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 constructors, you know, because designers they always come with the brilliant idea of the concept, you know, like, oh yeah, I have this great uh, innovation visual for a building or for a stadium or for whatever. But they don't really give you a solution to build it, you know. They just come with the randomness of the idea. And then all the all the all the work that you have to do to actually be able to do the, do the idea and put it in the construction, I think that's where we have we still have a, a big gap, you know. And uh, and yes, yes. in my in my experience, I I think like um, 
or what I see for the future of the of the of the construction is like uh is this these kind of like designers that they used to be like the let, let's call it the, the brilliant designers, right? They they are starting to disappear more and more and more because their job is 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 starting to get like uh is not is not getting to the point that uh is good enough for constructors to develop, you know. So instead of coming with a, a proper solution, they just come with tons of issues. <laughs> Which, yeah, you know, no, no one, no one wants to have that. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And yeah, I think so they, it, it should change a, a bit on that, on that part. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. Actually, uh, designers they should be more involved in the construction because uh, right now the shop drawing phase is uh, like uh, is is the phase when we when we solve all the problems yeah. coordination problems constructability problems but still somehow the designers could make our lives easier yeah if they anticipate um, like the majority of the problems but still like uh, you're like uh, you're uh, supporting me on my uh, opinion that that everybody are still learning yeah. because bim uh like despite the fact that we are modeling and we're seeing the 3d and uh, we, we we need a certain level of information yeah now we're we're, uh, we're including the level of development of the 3d model detailing dimensions to solve the coordination problems but the level of information that will uh, help us eventually for the kobe to uh, to manage uh, these uh, assets, to manage these uh, establishments, is by my experience, it's a, li a little bit ignored. But uh, you, you're handing over the project. These information are like most valuable to the client more than the 3D model itself. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's uh, this is another aspect that we are like. Uh, leaving behind every time we're uh, we're doing a new project or when uh, where we are starting a new project yeah it's, i i think like in a way it's like uh kind of like listening to a song you know like it's really nice when you listen to the song but actually the value of the song is when you actually have the composition of it you know you have the yeah have yeah, the exactly. That's, yeah exactly that's where you have actually uh, the the power of the song you know you can take it anywhere and uh and the same happens with the information of a model, you know, like if you have the information and you know how to use that information, you can use the information to do plenty of stuff and to yeah. do a lot of manipulations to it, you know. So the yeah, same exactly. the same, uh, the same, visual that we get in, in architecture uh, and the same salt, we can use it to the, to all the, to all the faces, you know, and, yes. and I think that's another really, really good point. Like, uh, okay, we are still, we, we admit and we know that we are keep keeping we, we need to keep learn learning about this process but we also know that we need to start looking at the information you know that's that's one of the main things that uh when we talk about beam and when we talk about technology is that uh we are dealing with data and data is like uh, the blood of the project you know yeah yeah the data is a is a science for uh, yeah, it's a science <laughs> yeah exactly so, yeah. so we said uh, th th there is like too many aspects, and the third aspect I think is the review. Okay. 
Now to review is not like an easy task also. Yeah, yeah. Um, part of coordination as well. Yeah, review, reviewing even the modeling or the level of uh, the LOD and the LOI and uh, comparing that to the standards and comparing that to the requirements by the client, by the contractor, etc. Yeah. That's a process that is not yet uh, like uh, yet like uh, well uh, yeah, well 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 reflected or well solved or well uh, executed. That's the term. Well executed. Every time we're missing something. I like I have a lot of experience on, on this field, but for huge projects, you still have to miss something. It's like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's like a uh, uh, certain thing, certain yeah, thing that to lose something. Yeah, review. review. So, so this is another. So this is another field to develop some to optimize because because automation will help a lot for review in this case yeah. with the right algorithms with the right rules. I think like the majority of the problems will be solved. Yeah, and and and, and a good point that you have is that uh in our case that we know how to see the data of a project and review the information for us, it's really easy to just write a piece of code to do a console or yeah. like extract the data and read it and know how to inter interpret the data without uh, without doing a lot of, of work, you know. But uh, one thing that we have to, to be, that we are conscious is that we have to share these reports, this, uh, the information that uh, we can see ourselves really so fast, but we have to share it with someone else. And we know that uh, the data, uh, if, if it's not organized, if it's not structured properly, even if us, we can know what they're saying and someone else will look at it and won't understand anything, you know? Yes, definitely. So that's, yes. A, that's, that's a really, really good point. Like how are we going to start like doing, uh, the review and the reports for the future, you know, like, and, and sharing, sharing this, this information with this, uh, old mentality that you were mentioning, I think is really yeah. important, you know? Not because uh, all mentality is bad or, or, or good, you know. It's, it's what we have at the end of the day is, is how yeah. we we came up un, until until this point. And that's what we have to deal to deal with. We're going to face a lot of resistance. Yeah. In this like this is in this change up, but hopefully uh, we will win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I I do myself the uh, uh, these questions, you know, about like why. Why did I choose a path that is uh, so full complex? Of, full right of, yeah, <laughs> full of obstacles. Yeah, everybody are against you. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, uh, yeah, against you. But uh, but you know, there's something that uh, just kind of like click in the head that you know that you're you work you are building the new path of the of the workflow, and I think that's yeah. kind of like a, a a nice goal to have. You know. Uh, Put the vision out there and showing the people that the vision is actually really, really good and it, it's supposed to help everyone, not just a few. You know, I think I think that's one of the the main things that um that programmers and and people that is related with technologies, uh, especially in our field, uh, is looking for. You know, is is uh, I see more people sharing because they know they have something really good and something really valuable to share, and actually when I see like a applications from someone else uh, and and I use applications from different like uh, experts and you see how easy things are are, are, are able to achieve uh, that's when you get happy you know like 
maybe a lot of people doesn't even bother on knowing how the application is to, is it has to be developed or, or they yeah. don't wanna they don't wanna know that part of the world. But if they are using the application, I think they're like uh, at least you are achieving the goal, you know, of sharing this this passion of okay, let's make our life simpler, let's make our life uh, more enjoyable. You know, uh, I prefer yeah, to. I prefer to spend like a lot of time, you know, like doing an application and then have like a few years in the beach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, spending like two, two weeks working conti continuously. It's better than spending two, two years working like two or three hours every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's making it, it's very, uh, it's like a bargain. It's very uh, easy to solve. Also, I have like a, like a real life uh, proof for technology, because here I'm working with some of the old mentalities, and uh, the way that they started believing in technology, well, when we uh, started using laser scanning, okay, where well, the last phase of the project we need to reflect the as belts, and okay. in some of, some of the facilities, taking measurements was not easy at all. It was very high, we had like 14 meters height, and we had we had a lot of systems, MEP systems, like it was so congested. So taking measurement for everything required us to install scaffolding everywhere, and this task is impossible. I mean, uh, we don't have the, the like required materials, we don't have the required manpower. So it was impossible for us. So the idea was to use the laser scanning. Okay. Once uh, we include, we like uh, we started using the laser scanner, then we saw how the we uh, like showed them the models we we got and how it was easy to put it to, uh, to compare it with our model to put it on the same survey point and to see everything and to get the measurement from the model. Yeah. With the least effort, it was like one day effort with like two or three scanners. Yeah. They started, they, st they started believing, and it was really accurate. And it was, and the information was like ready for us, and uh, it was like uh, you can use it and reuse it, and the models is there. If you're like yeah. uh, doubting something, you can open the model again and re rethink it, and take the correct dimensions. Solve your problems and reflect the actual husband. Once they saw that, because um, we spent like a lot of time getting markups from them, and eventually those markups were not like uh, really efficient. Yeah. yeah, you cannot like for for some congested areas. What is the amount of markups you can take, and that will uh, help you the like reflect the correct husband. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it, it, it will take you, it will, you need to paint everything, take everything, paint everything. Otherwise, it won't be correct because it's a very congested area. But with the laser scanning, it was like very clear, very easy. And we solved all, all of our problems in no time. And since that day, they started believing, they started, they wanted, to, they started to, uh, they to understand the added value of the BIM and of the 3D models. And yeah. uh, it helped me a lot and it made my life easier. Actually.
yeah that's 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 the main point you know make your life easier as well like uh especially when when you have this kind of process that is impossible to do well not impossible but it's just it will take ages to do without the help of a machine or or a computer or a system yeah. a program you know yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. i think i think that's also the the view that we we need to have you know like how we're going to select changing the way we use technology you know like knowing when we have to do the use of it as well, you know? Uh, for example, it's not possible and it's, uh, oh, you won't use a 3D laser scanning if you don't have any construction, you know? Because there's no, there's no point out of it. But you, you, yeah. if you have the, the proper technology at the correct phase of the project, that's when you actually achieve the, the main progress of the, whole, of the whole workflow, you know? You cannot... Yes. Like even myself, when I when I I, I still see the people and we I uh, I think sadly we 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 still gonna see a lot of people drawing in in two D for a long time, <laughs> but uh but uh myself I think like oh, I have seen the the differences between when you still like just doing three D from the beginning, uh rather than just keep using a two D model you know because you start like organizing your information organizing everything since. Uh, since the first phase of the project, you know? And sometimes we still like see the first phase of the project just receiving tons of uh, CAD files without any information that is actually helpful to solve a, a project. Just a few lines that they don't tell you exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, things like that, that are kind of like a, a bit complex, you know, to understand. But uh, but when you start like using something that uh, that is like at least a 3D model, even if without information, it can give you more idea of what you are trying to do. You know, it's, it's having a, in a way, it's like, we need to have a, a big picture of the whole process that we're gonna do, you know, cause um, it's, a, it's a great responsibility as well. Like a building, it's going to last for at least 80 years, you know, even more now. Yes. Like, I think we, we, we have to change the, the process and, and and be responsible with the with the things that we are building. You know, we cannot just be start building because we want to build stuff like out of nowhere. <laughs> but uh, there is there is no challenge there at all because building is easy. Yeah. 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 Exactly. There's no challenge. I don't know why we we like the challenge <laughs> that much, but we like it. <laughs> you know, the thrill, the adrenaline, everything. Yeah. Yeah. No one, I think only, only a few people understand the adrenaline of being in front of yes. the computer. <laughs> the rush. Yeah. yeah. Totally agree on that one. Hey, and guessing why don't you talk to us about, uh, I know you've been working on this, uh, application, the loose elements applications that you recently developed in Revit. Um, yeah. Why don't you talk uh, uh, for us a little bit? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna leave the the link for the application uh, uh, in the in the link for the podcast. So if anyone wants to like take a look to the application with more uh, time and, and and review it, it's a great application that uh, Gaston developed. And I wonder why don't you tell us about it? Well, uh, the idea was like. Uh, uh, like it was very simple, but uh, it's very usable. Actually, uh, like I said, the review co concept is not uh, still it's still not like mature enough to be uh, like to have a standard to get to guide you how to review a model. 
since I dealt with a lot of MEP models, and then I'm an electrical guy myself, uh, the problem with us is beside the connection problem between elements, ducts, trays, and everything, which can be reviewed easily well, with Revit, with the connection, uh, with the connection uh, reviewer, uh, there is the problem of loose elements. In other okay. terms, flying elements. Elements that are not hosted or elements uh, that, uh, that, are, uh, that are poorly uh, modeled. Okay. Once you get uh, a full uh, model or a little bit uh, congested model that has a lot of MEP elements, you cannot uh, check every element easily and see if it's like uh, hosted properly, if it's in the right elevation, if it's, uh, uh, for example, if a light fixture, if it's on the ceiling, if it's a little bit offset of the ceiling. And yeah. all of these, all of these uh, mistakes will mess with your sections, with your layouts and the overall aesthetics of the model itself. When okay. present, when, for example, when presenting a model to, to a client and he uh, notices that you have a camera that is not well hosted, or it's offset or it's in the air, that's a major mistake. And it will, uh, it will kill your presentation or uh, like uh, eventually it will, it, like I'm sure of that. Yeah, actually, totally. it's embarrassing actually in some cases. And I have been in such cases a lot of times. So eventually, eventually and no one can review these. Like manually, it's impossible. Yeah. It's, it's Tell someone. Yeah, you can. You cannot go to every element, to every wall, to every ceiling. That's every impossible. Room. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's impossible. So uh, that's when the idea came up. This uh, little application will check everything. It will take her time uh, uh, also checking, and will uh, give you the distance of each element to the nearest architectural or structural element. Okay. Because because each uh, MEP element has to be uh, hosted or uh, uh, like hosted or, or attached to an architectural or a structural element to a beam, to a wall, to a ceiling. That's the overall uh, understanding. So getting this Excel sheet with all the distance of each element to the nearest architectural or structural element will give you uh, the visibility that you need for which elements that are a little bit offset, you will fix yourself the distance or the offset that you need. Okay. For example, for example, if I want to get the elements that are uh, that are like a little uh, distance uh, to more than twenty uh, millimeter or uh, twenty millimeter or two centimeter. So each uh, architectural structural element, you can filter this on the Excel sheet. You will get all the elements that are below uh, 20 millimeter. Those elements, for them, for you, it's safe. You, you will consider it as like modeled properly. The rest of the elements that you will get, you will have to recheck it all again. You, and you will get the ID of each element and you will go to it and to correct it, put it to the right place. And then to rerun the application, check again. If everything, if uh, it's solved, you will get, you won't get any problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole idea. Because, because, because 
at the end of, of the day, when, when we are building a project, like, a, uh, you know, when people enter to a house, they don't really realize the amount of elements house needs yeah. to be developed. And we are just talking about a house, you know, like when we talk about like a project with a with, with, uh, big scale, we are talking about millions and millions of elements, which yes. cannot be looked at it just with a, even with an army of people in front of computers, yeah, like you impossible. won't be able to do it. <laughs> it's know? impossible. I'm just, uh, it's beyond impossible, actually. So, and, and where, where did you develop this application, uh, Gassin? How did you write the code for it? Well, uh, well I, it's in my free time, actually, and the uh, code is, uh, I, uh, like I said, uh, the Revit API is an open, open source. I followed the, followed the API, all the instructions there, did what is like uh, required, and, uh, and that's it, actually. And that's <laughs> yeah. you put it. You put it so easy, man. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, because because uh, uh, knowing C plus uh, C sharp, sorry C sharp, and uh, knowing how to debug your program, your program, your algorithm, and knowing how to deal with bugs and uh, errors, that's the major. Thing. And this is like coming for an idea from the programming background. I cannot like summarize all of that like in one session because it's. Yeah, it's true. No, like uh, when you when, when you learn code, like uh, normally you learn more when you are actually writing your own codes rather than when you are like uh, taking code from someone else. You know. Yeah, and exactly. I think it's a mix of both. You know, like you can draft the codes and you can visit like uh, you know the Stack Overflow, like all the this the, the main website for people that is doing this kind of stuff. Exactly. But uh, but yes, when you are starting to write your code, that's when you face. The issues that's when you actually understand what's the program reading and i think it's also the capacity of uh, like in in the case of this application is the ability that you have of looking at the patterns that are difficult to find in the construction or in the models and yeah. translate that uh, idea and that that process to to the language of the coding you know so at the, day, the end of the day you have a, a simple application that uh, it's going to solve many, many issues for people that is working on this. Uh, Hopefully, yes. This, if, it's, uh, if it's well like used, uh, trust me, it will solve a lot of problems. This is by experience. Also, yeah. I have the other uh, two applications. I don't know. Oh, really? Tell us yeah. about the The room to masses application and the quantity by room. Actually, it's the, the same uh, dilemma here. Okay. We uh, we had a, ta a task for some clients. I remember he wanted to get uh, the equipment, every MEP equipment, by room or by zone or whatever. So segregating the equipment in such way is not an easy task. Also. So also he wanted like to get like for the linear equipment. I mean cable trays, ducts, and stuff like that. He wanted to know the exact portion inside the room. Okay. He didn't know because the execution, but then, or the planification of execution was by room, by uh, by facility. So he had to know what to procure exactly. He don't. Uh, he that didn't want any waste. That's a contractual. Yeah, that's a const. Uh, that's a const uh, contractual uh, uh, restriction he had. 
I guess that was just pure adrenaline for. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. So I started like I had it started with an idea. Why why not like uh, use some mathematical ways, and some intersection and stuff like that. So I came up eventually by uh, using the rooms, extruding the rooms into masses, like uh, taking the shape of the room and extruding it into a mass. And I need uh, I also needed to have the liberty to accept these extrusions the way I want, like horizontally, vertically, because some of the elements are embedded into walls. Or embedded into the ceiling or a little bit above so i, I had to use the offsetting well uh, i wanted to use dynamo dynamo uh, is man uh, man-made <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, a lot of problems when the room has like uh, a complicated geometry or uh, uh, an opening inside for a shaft or a beam or something usually the nodes we use uh, give some false uh, results or so it will give you some errors or stop working so i said uh, this task i think like mathematically it's easy so let's go do program that is clean and neat and will uh, will like will satisfy my needs well i found out i found that the trivet has some um, uh, pre-programmed functions that do the extrusions yeah, but this program function doesn't give you the liberty to offset, like vertically okay. uh, and not horizontal. Direct shapes it will give you some direct shapes, but direct shapes, uh, but no offset. But for for me, for electrical wise, like ninety percent of my elements are on ceilings, on walls, Ceiling and sometimes yeah, yeah, sometimes due to poor modeling. The insert yeah. point of this uh, of these MEP elements are a little bit offset. So okay. whether sometimes the element you find it uh, like uh, fully flush with the wall, but the insert point is inside the wall. Yeah. So I had to offset a little bit to the sides my mass. That's when I did the uh, room to masses uh, application. Okay. Uh, after extruding the masses, I needed to know what is exactly on each mass or each room. Okay. That's another procedure. Yes, which is a room data sheet. Yeah, so because some uh, some of people, like I told you, this contractor, he needed the exact quantities. So as an output, I need to give him the quantities, not the masses. So yeah. the second uh, or the third application uses these masses to give you what is exactly inside these masses, MEP-wise, linear or singular elements. I mean, uh, ducts, trays like that, fixtures, uh, switches, everything that is inside the room, doors, windows, and give you and it will give you, give it to you by ID so you can check it yourself. Okay. Uh, that's the idea. So the output is a VUQ by room or by mass. Okay. If you want to get the quantities by zone, you uh, you specify the zone, you put it as a zone in Revit or as a room or as a space. And from that space, you can get uh, the mass. And from that mass, you can get the elements inside. And that's it. 
Yeah, so it was a great help for the crew procurement guys that, uh, that day because I remember like literally what the contractor told me. He told me, I don't care about the design, <laughs> but if you, can, if you can spare me a 10% of the waste, yeah, uh, it's better than giving me the design for free. <laughs> yeah, that's where actually the money is. That yeah, exactly because ten percent, ten percent of the waste is uh, is much more. It, it's worth much, much, much than yeah, much more than the, the design fees or. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's that's another really like important uh, thing that we should be taking care of in buildings, especially you know because building. And construction is one of those activities that has more pollution on it, you know. When yeah, and, and, yes. and, one, and one of the reasons of it is because people is just building without doing uh, proper analysis, proper modeling, proper um, uh, applications such as these uh, masses. You know, they just they just build and they think like, okay, let's just uh, get all these material. And then when when we used to like looking at all the ways that we have, you know. Uh, I think in in terms of environment, we should start taking more care of the of the ways that we have in construction. I I, I think only a few people realize how much waste do we have in in, in buildings, you know. And, and yeah, I don't know, sure. like with all that waste, we can have like another like ten houses, meaning you know, like it's definitely. I'm totally uh, with you. Sustainability is like. Uh, whole other world that you need to be integrated with our designs and yeah. uh, actually this is the way to integrate uh, the sustainability sustainability rules yeah. which it's uh, with programming because nowadays i don't think that anyone or any major companies are like or the, any major contractors care about the environment or the pollution yeah. Or the yeah, or the green life. Yeah, only a few of them, and 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 they don't even. I I think that that's also a really good gap that uh, we are trying with these applications and uh, to achieve. You know, like uh, just like this contractor came to you and he was like, and probably, well, let's 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 say that this contractor was telling you this because of the sustainability terms, but I'm pretty sure that. <laughs> It was more about uh, yeah. money, you know. <laughs> no, actually, actually, he had another problem because he was importing all the materials. Okay. If he like, if he if he is like in deficit, that would be a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So he needs the exact amount, but he have a, if a, if he has an excess of material, he also doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Back then we were in Africa, in uh, South Africa, like not South Africa the country, in South Africa the region, okay. and the porting materials there took it uh, took us like three months, and after three months you find out that you are in deficit and you need more, you will uh, wait for another three months. Yeah, yeah, that's almost a year. Yeah, so that's a major like problem. And uh, also the cost of the transportation and the cost of the material itself and the cost of the labor and the waiting <laughs> there. Uh, so everything is like uh, is costly. So uh, this like tool a little bit 
help help them and reduce these losses. Yeah, that's that's really really good, man. That's I think that these kind of applications are the ones that we should start like getting more familiar with uh, with this kind of workflow as well. You know, like uh, just like yeah. you were saying at the beginning, you know, like how we 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 express the idea to the client and make them realize that there is a benefit when you are like working with this with the, with the technology. You know, I think uh, we cannot just design because we want to design something that looks beautiful if that's the part that you you choose as a as a constructor or like someone that is involved in the ac uh that's just like the the easy way you know like and just uh and just not the proper way that uh will actually uh, create an integration of all the of all the activities that are involved in the project you know and i think that integration and getting people involved Getting the people on board as well to changing the the mindset is is just one of the the essential keys that are going to change the way that we build in the next years, and it's going to change as well the way that we live inside these cities. You know, the way that yeah. we we interact in the cities. So that's that's I think really really important. You know, like um, admitting the responsibility that we have and. Not just building because uh, I think this is a good opportunity to build, <laughs> uh, yeah. but building with with more with with more uh, conscious of what we are doing on the on the process. You know what, how we treat the, the materials that uh, we we take from 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 the air basically, <laughs> and how yeah. do we place them? You know because uh, you don't wanna. Uh, I'm we 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 know that we are not against construction because at the end of the day we we it has been proven that we need it. Uh, cities are growing because of a reason, but if we're gonna grow in these cities, I think the best that the best that we can do is actually to provide the best facilities and the best workflows and the best integration for people to experience inside the cities. You know, definitely, definitely, yes. Uh, sustainability is a big uh, axle that we need to work on yeah. on right now, and uh, we need to involve more people and uh, how to involve them. I think by uh, the review process should also yeah. include the yeah, green sustainability and uh, the livability of such projects and the impact of such projects on the environment and on the people. Yeah. Long, uh, like uh, short term and long term ones. Okay. And Gassin, one one uh, one last question that I I would like to to talk to yeah. uh, and discuss with you is uh, what is your vision? And what is your perspective for the construction for the next uh, for the next couple of years? How do you see that uh, construction will be affected? Well, uh, honestly, I I heard like in a lot of countries, majorly European countries, that BIM is a requirement to get the permit for construction. Okay. So, nice. uh, so that requirement, I think. Uh, will help us like do a bigger impact on okay. these cities and on the construction itself on the way how we construct by uh, changing not changing by like uh, including some new standards uh, that benefits the environment that benefits the contractor and the client both of them and uh, to to guide the designer also to design better buildings 
I think uh, this this way I, or this new concept of asking uh, that BIM will be a requirement to get the permit for construction. And uh, by BIM, I mean uh, BIM uh, as uh, as a model, BIM as a, re a review, BIM as a design. Yeah. Like, um, well, managing this three axles will uh, benefit like uh, uh, greatly the upcoming con constructions. No, that's that's a really interesting perspective. Like, yeah. completely agree with you. Like, I think BIM is is just uh, even if it has uh, been used for uh, almost ten years now, <laughs> according to what people say, I think we are just looking at the at the beginning actually of the massive implementation of it in the world i think there's still like many countries that are are way behind as well as there's countries that are way ahead but i think the the gap between these uh, countries that are behind and, and those that are ahead are, is getting smaller and smaller and uh, and more people is getting uh that is familiar with construction is is trying to understand the value of having a model uh, I think I think we have to keep uh, spreading the word, uh, building these applications, and and just sharing this because um, at the end of the day, I, I, just like we were talking today, I think this this is the correct path to do it. This is the correct way to do it. Uh, it's it's not a technology that uh, we are developing because uh, we just like it, but uh, because we we know the the value, we know the importance of it, and we know the added value. The, yeah, the added value that we are bringing to the projects, and and definitely, definitely like any other technology, uh, yeah, it's gonna keep growing. Uh, and this has been proven to be a technology that is growing, and for sure, it, it will keep. Um, I, I I'm not sure how Beam will be in the next in the next year, uh, ten years, but I'm definitely that uh, Beam will keep existing and. Uh, and people will, designers, just like you were saying, and uh, contractors and people that is reviewing, will have to be 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 working uh, under the under this part, you know, the part of, of, of whatever beam becomes. But uh, yeah, it's it's really really important. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes. But uh, also also one last thing, beam is uh, introduced as building information modeling yeah. as a tool to facilitate the task. Of the mechanical engineer, the electrical engineer, the structure, and the architect. Yeah. Uh, like uh, it started, it started with the uh, advertisement of uh, like these four people can work together in real time and can assist their job, uh, their uh, like the modeling or the models, like instantly without uh, without uh, like waiting for the other discipline to finish. It can work like uh, the same in the same time, and this will benefit greatly the design time, and also will benefit greatly the coordination. Yeah. But what I am seeing now, this is the old, uh, the old understanding. Yeah. The world building information modeling doesn't imply like specifically it's only that that it's going to. Uh, uh, like evolve, uh, like uh, not evolve. It's going to help only the design or the construction. The information modeling 
will give us also like prospects on how uh, how to handle this building and how to this building will uh, interact with the other with the society with the environment with the with the neighbor neighboring buildings and uh, in long and short term also uh, and also uh, what is different between the era of the CAD and the era of the BIM that everything is open source. Uh, I mean, open source doesn't, I, I'm not saying or implying that it's free. No, I mean, in the way that it's uh, able or, ca or capable to uh, accept any idea. So it's a uh, big, like a uh, huge universe of ideas that cannot, uh, that uh, like, uh, that will impact and that we will see reflecting everybody's understanding of what is good or what is bad. So the flexibility of this uh, uh, of this concept is uh, like beyondless and limitless. That's the idea. Yeah, that's that's a really really good point. I think yeah, totally. The beam, the concept itself has been changing and just will keep changing. You know, like. Yeah. Uh, if like, with the right perspective, with the right people in the in the in the field, doing the right applications and applications that actually really really work uh, uh, and help others, I think that's where we find the the endless development of, of this, you know, which is yes. which is just really nice. Let's see let's see how far we can take this for the next couple of years. And um, well, to end the the, the episode. From today, uh, we just want to thank again for Chichi Gassin, uh, amazing work that you have developed there. Um, it was again a pleasure to, to listen to your experience, to your opinion. Uh, if anyone wants to know more about uh, about the applications, again, the link will be posted in the in the next to the podcast information. Uh, if you have any questions, you can you can feel free to contact uh, uh, Gassin uh, through LinkedIn. Uh, uh, he will. I'm pretty sure he can. He can keep uh, helping you if you are curious about these applications uh, as well, and you want to know exactly better how to use them. Even if Gasen has made an amazing work on making it really easy for everyone to use it, I'm pretty sure. Like, if you have any doubts, he can help you to to uh, simplify this and and just keeping in touch with this. And thanks again, Gasen, for being here today. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. All the pleasure is mine. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. See you next time. See you. Bye-bye. See you.